Welcome to the Critical Conversations podcast. My name is Brianna Reesing, and I'm a critical care nurse with a true passion for preventative health. I've seen firsthand the impact that poor diet and lifestyle choices can have on us long-term. So with each episode, we'll dive deeper into the realities of our healthcare system, what preventative health truly entails, and what you can do about it. I feel like they're failing the consumer in leading the charge to deal with microfibers. But they're doing a lot right. It's, nope. such, that's a double, it's like it's a saying this sword. cancer is better than that cancer. It they're both cancer, <laughs> so they still have failed. Not really. Like, if you're comparing Patagonia not funny. to, they, to Nike, there's, there is a night and day difference Okay, there. fine. And you can't put them both I will. The I will order. continue to love them for their full body of work. However, yeah. they showed how crushing the almighty dollar is with how currently they're handling microfibers because... While they are willing, I will give them credit that they put out a report about it, but it was so pacifying. We know some things now. Buy a guppy bag. We'll keep doing research. Yeah. Buy a guppy bag. It's not enough. What did they do? They started using recycled plastic water bottle clothing? They were the first ones to come out with... they, They made their mark with their fleece, Patagonia fleece. Okay. And that's the worst shutter of microfibers. And then, in addition to that, they do a ton of recycled fiber stuff. So they are invested up to their eyeballs in the very synthetic fibers that are creating this issue. And they refuse to say anything at all about how they should consider either changing the manufacturing of them or um, putting a warning on there for, they don't even, like they could package it all that says, warning, this releases microfibers into the ocean. Please limit washing, hand washing, or use a guppy bag available on our site. That's like a really quick change to say we're going to empower the consumer not to participate in the destructions of the oceans. They can't do it because they don't want to make us all really nervous about their Patagonia fleet. Highlights that there's still a problem. Because ultimately the right answer is to not buy it, and they know that. So they can't eat their hand and say, don't buy our stuff. That's really interesting. Yeah, they're failing. Welcome back, guys. (laughs) This is Brie. This is episode 16. No, episode 17. And that voice on the other line is Heather. (laughs) Clearly, I get all excited when I start talking about microfibers. (laughs) We're doing something new for the first time. We are recording live in person in the same room. Heather and Jen have come down to the South Bay to hang out with me. We're going to hit the beach and do some other fun things after we record a few episodes for you guys. So that little blurb that you just heard Heather talking about microfibers is something she's extremely passionate about. You guys heard we just scratched the surface with the first episode when Heather and Jen introduced themselves in the first podcast with us in episode 15. So Heather's back. She really wants to dive into the importance of paying attention to the clothing that you're wearing what it can be doing to you personally and your health, and what it's doing to our environment. So she's mentioned a lot of things here, microfibers, guppy bags, things that probably aren't on your radar at all, and they're barely even on my radar. I've been trying to become more aware of this as I go, and I'm learning most of what I'm learning from her. So let's see what we can dive into. Oh, I, you guys, the setup is awesome. It's so fun to be recording in person with Brie and have an eyeball-to-eyeball conversation about stuff we're so passionate about. And we're also graced with the presence of Bella, <laughs> Brie's dog, who is the cutest, sweetest little Critical Conversations mascot ever. So, yeah, I... You know, I'm excited to continue the conversation that we started in the first podcast because I think to a degree, like, 
um, you know, there's power to this concept of innocence is bliss. And so I feel this definite, and I know Jennifer feels this too, this definite responsibility that if you're going to talk about something and kind of expose people to a certain new piece of knowledge, then from there you have to be able to say, okay, what are you going to do about it or can you do something about it? So before we dive into microfibers, (laughs) which I think can be kind of a heavy topic. I think so too. A really heavy topic when you start to wrap your brain around it. The, The key to remember is there's a light at the end of the tunnel and so for all of you listening out there when it starts to get dark stay on the train with us because we're going to take you all the way out to the there other side yes. we promise as we in there's that. power as a consumer there's power as a woman to make choices and that's the whole point yeah. is to really empower each and every one of us to make our best choices like live our best life and make changes that matter so now that we're all on the same yeah. page as far as like where we're headed I feel like we can dive into this microfiber conversation yeah. and um, for the per- person out there listening like if you're a person who loves eating seafood or loves drinking beer or uses sea salt or has a problem with rashes or itchy skin this is an episode for you all right that probably incorporates <laughs> All encompasses a lot of people out there. Well, I think it's it's just interesting where when you start to learn where stuff shows up in your life. Yeah. So yeah. now that we've tantalized them with that, um, <laughs> you know, microfibers was something that was never on my radar. I mentioned a little bit in the first podcast, but when I got bit by this spider that had Lyme and some different co-infections, that forever changed my. I never looked at clothing labels or what my clothes were made out of, and then it it changed my perspective to have to understand that a clothing label was kind of just as powerful as a food label yeah and so I love that yeah it's a different way of thinking about it that a clothing can be an extension of your health and how you're supporting your body so when I was bit by that spider my body had so much of a strong immune response that it started reacting to everything including clothes and up until that point I had no reaction and so at, at, at first I was really upset about why, why am I allergic to the clothes that I'm wearing? And um, now how I think about it, to everyone out there, if you're the oversensitive person where people are like, why are you the one who's making us feel bad about gluten? Or why are you the one who's like making us feel bad about the quality of our dairy or whatever? I feel like there's a lot of us that are the canaries of the world. So I don't know if everyone's familiar with this, but in the old mining days, canaries, it's so that colorful yellow bird the way they're physiologically built their anatomy Mm -hmm. their lungs would uh, take up more of any methane gas or toxins that were present in the mine and they would either faint or die at these minute levels of the gases and so then miners would know when they sent the canaries in if they didn't fly back out it's dangerous i've heard that saying before the canary in the coal mine yes and so what it is it's it's basically this idea that Something small can pinpoint or spotlight a problem that it's small enough for us to not notice it, but technically it's a burden that we all carry. Like the miners wouldn't want to go in there in those scenarios. They're a big person, so their body could handle more of that. But the canary exposes basically that there's a weight to be had by something toxic or something that's dragging our bodies down. And so I kind of see my reaction to synthetic clothes as being that canary in the coal mine where actually most of us don't notice it because yeah. we're, our bodies are capable of handling it. But my body was put in a place where it was like screaming, actually, this is a weight and you should know about it and you should understand that you can control it. So That's so interesting. I just want to touch back on what you said at the beginning there because I thought it was really powerful and it's something that I think we can all relate to 
the fact that we should be paying attention to the ingredients in our clothing, Mm -hmm. the fabric (laughs) that our clothing is made of, in the same way we're paying attention to the ingredients in our food. I personally rarely ever, I probably do more so now than I ever used to, have actually looked at the ingredients, the materials used to make my clothes Mm -hmm. versus grabbing the price tag. Mm-hmm. Just like with people with food, it's usually the price tag first, the calories second, maybe paying attention to the big bold claims, whether or not the clothing's waterproof or if the clothing is organic. Those are two very large terms that can mean very different things in the same way that food mm-hmm. can either be organic or labeled all natural. Those are bold claims that we need to look into further in I think this is a really interesting conversation. Yeah, I love that. And it's as simple as that. Like after today, hopefully everyone will be empowered to know, if nothing else, that you can flip a clothing tag just like you do a food label and say, is this a choice that works for me and my body or is this something that I don't want? And it just gives you that power as a consumer. So there are two different types of clothing materials. You'll have natural clothing materials, and I kind of see that as the organic food choices, the Mm -hmm. non-GMO food choices, where you have cotton, you have um, wool, and you have cashmere, silk, and fibers that are produced by either animals or plants. So it's a natural fiber that exists and is created from nature. And then from there, the second one is synthetic fibers and those are all man-made fibers that are created in labs and what called my attention to it is the most popular one of the most popular synthetic fibers is polyester and specifically that's the one that I became very allergic to okay I was unable to wear it I couldn't even sit on a couch is that what was in the scarf that was giving you the rash that you talked about okay yeah 100% polyester okay and so you either have the natural fibers or you have the synthetic fibers and most of our bodies don't love the synthetic materials I I believe I'll be honest because if you think about it our skin it's our largest organ and um, there was a study I think it was the American Journal of Public Health they were they asked the question well how much of the chemicals that you put on your skin does it absorb well how much of it gets pulled into your bloodstream so that you could say, well, if I if I spread this cream on my body and it was full of chemicals, how much of it goes into me versus how much of it stays on the skin? And it's 64% is the average that gets absorbed wow. by your body. Yes. So when you are choosing to put a natural fiber on your skin, something that's a, an organic cotton or a wool, there's nothing foreign or unknown to that that your body has to absorb and pull in. Whereas with the synthetic fibers, it is... A chemical compound it's been made in a lab and polyester specifically is plastic it's the same um, chemical compounds made as plastic and my sister Jennifer she's gonna talk to you and I'm so excited about it because this is her (laughs) side of it (laughs) I am like the polyester queen in understanding that it is a fiber that affects your body but also how it deeply affects the planet she really understands how as a woman it messes with your hormones because all plastics are endocrine disruptors and so if you think about it if you wore some polyester blend pants and some polyester form of a shirt and technically speaking most of our underwear our bras our polyester our socks our polyester you have covered your body pretty much almost from head to toe in a fiber that was made in a lab in a plastic factory yeah in a plastic factory basically and we like plastics on everyone's radar especially recently with the big propaganda around straws and a lot of countries and companies are deciding to go straw free and it's a big conversation right now plastic is 
something that we are realizing is getting into our bodies and into our environment. I've read studies where they've tested the urine of pregnant females and even babies that have just been born. And there's significant amounts of plastic in our bloodstreams and present in our bodies. And you can choose to ignore the fact that it might be coming from your clothes or it might be coming from the water bottle that's been sitting in your car for three days in the hot sun. And Or it could be coming from the couch that you're sitting on or the plastics that you're using to cook in and putting in the microwave. The fact is, is we have exposures coming from everywhere. Yeah. And that's why we're having this conversation because it's not just about the shirt that you're wearing. It's about everything. It's all connected. And we just need to become more aware, need to become smarter consumers as we go. And this information that you're sharing is my why your information is giving me that deeper understanding so that the next time i'm in that store and i look at the clothes i will make a better choice based on what's available to me at the time Mm -hmm. and hopefully everyone that's listening to you today will too yeah so we were talking earlier about the plastic straw situation (laughs) and heather said something really interesting yes so i'm a huge fan of banning plastic straws Uh, in general where it makes sense and I love all the awareness that is now coming forward about plastics and the problem with plastics. It is a much bigger conversation. It's huge. It's literally choking the planet. Yeah. But with your clothes, it's so funny. So think about how often you use a straw over the course of a day. You maybe use it once or twice or if you're a straw fanatic. a few minutes maybe with each time you're drinking. Yes. So that's like, you know, maybe a total of anything from one to five or six objects that are large and can be picked up. And it's something that we should be paying attention to. It is a plastic exposure, but to me it's not necessarily the greatest exposure when you think about the fact that you can cover a large percentage of your skin in plastic and wear it all day long. So yeah. you drank out of that straw sweat for a few minutes over lunch and in, and you made a positive change. But if you're a person who is having hormone issues, which Jennifer will talk about, or having skin issues or skin rashes that you can't answer, the straw isn't necessarily the plastic exposure that's getting to you. It's the clothing and maybe skin products too, because you're just covering so much of your skin. But then in addition to that, there's this microfiber issue. So um, the synthetic fibers, when you wash those clothes, like a polyester shirt, or if I wash that scarf that had made me break out, what happens is the, because it's made in a lab, the structure of the fiber is very fragile compared to like a full cotton fiber or a full wool fiber. So it cracks off and breaks off Mm -hmm. if it gets brushed or just the agitation of the washing cycle. And then you get these tiny, almost invisible microfibers. The very definition of a microfiber is it's tinier than, I think it's like 10 millimeters, micrometers, micrometers, not even millimeters. One single microfiber is not visible to the naked eye. Like we can't see them. You could could probably possibly barely see it. Kind of like an eyelash? On the color, even less. Okay. So probably about half of an eyelash. Got it. And you, when you wash your polyester clothes or your synthetic clothes, you have thousands of these breaking off into the water and then the washing machine has no way to capture it and it gets flushed out of the washing machine and from there it goes into our wastewater systems which do try to catch them but just because of the size of these things they're getting through the wastewater systems and they're getting out into the ocean and so and we're starting to find them so you go from this idea of a straw that you can see or more specifically let's 
let's talk about the plastic water bottle, which is getting a lot of marketing right. um, talk with plastic water bottle clothes and everything. That's something you can bend down and pick up or choose where to put it or where to deal with it. But when you've released 2,000, 10,000, 25,000 invisible microfibers from your synthetic clothes, how do you ever bring those back? It starts to become a Pandora's back. I mean, box. that's why the straws have become such a big conversation because they're saying that they're too small to yeah, clean out about of our that. waterway. We're talking about a straw that's yeah. too straw and too small and now I'm saying well there's actually a bigger problem that's even smaller because there's been some great headlines I they're a little sensationalist but I think they're true and it's it's asking the question are you eating your clothes so interesting they've started to do tests and microfibers are because they're flooding the ocean they are finding them in especially the bodies of small fish and small ocean life they are finding them in beer i like I think it was like 25 out of 26 or 27 beers or something where it's like 100% you've got these little fibers floating in there they're finding them in sea salt that kind of makes me really sad because yeah. sea salt I use so voraciously yeah. yes and now because there's so many microfibers in the ocean it's getting into the salt as it's evaporated and turned into the product and it's in the air we breathe because the quickest way to visualize a microfiber is to think about all that lint you have to scrape out of your dryer what happened was first it all got released in the washing machine and flooded out into the water um, you're seeing more microfibers getting trapped by your dryer lint if you pulled that apart that would I've be never thought about millions that. of tiny yeah. threads because there is no filter that we release every time we wash for a washing machine yeah no. it's just at the no. end of the cycle so they just get flooded out into the water and they they'll say that wastewater plants get up to 99 percent, but that's best case scenario worst case scenario is they get 25 percent wow. of these microfibers so the scope of the problem is very large because what's happening is we know for sure that the tiny tiny fish mistake like plankton right they mistake this for food and they eat it and it cannot be digested by their body and it binds up their like intestines it also starts to alter their hormones their reproductive cycle and then that goes up the food it chain. It goes up the food chain yeah. because then something bigger eats that thing and then it absorbs the plastic but can't digest it because it's such a, you know, it's a hard yeah. material to digest and then the next thing eats it. And they know for sure that microplastics specifically are in fish, but they haven't even looked at microfibers yet to see them. And I have a lot of people who are like, well, I don't eat fish, so I'm fine. I don't have to worry about eating fish with microfibers. But like I just said, it's also in the beer that you drink. It's in the bottled water that you drink. It's in the sea salt that you drink. And it's in It's, it's coming in probably soil. in our tap water that we're showering with every day. Yeah. Like so then you're exposed. Almost any way you can think yeah. of. If you research it and you Google it, because I don't want to spend forever on it, it's actually the scope of the problem is a little hard to understand stand because there's so many it's trillions and trillions of microfibers in the yeah. ocean and we've just started to study this right but where i want to turn the conversation is now like okay how does it matter to me and what can i do about yeah. it where's like, the solutions where are the small yeah. steps forward exactly. we always talk about progress not perfection this isn't about getting rid of all your clothes because obviously we need to be clothed <laughs> yes it's so funny yeah because that's the joke is like if you want to be a true environmentalist start like just going to a nudist camp <laughs> and not wearing clothes, clothes and ditch your clothes are doing more damage than 
than like half the things. And I think it starts with, first of all, understanding the manipulation that's happening to us as consumers. So I've been in this space now with Jennifer, with She Changes Everything, where we are looking at sustainable, healthy, and ethical changes. And we've seen a shift in awareness in our culture and also a demand in our culture for companies that are quote unquote doing the right thing and that are environmentally friendly and sustainable. And there are so many of them available. There are. They just don't have the finances behind them to be largely known like the bigger (laughs) brands like Patagonia and Lululemon and Nike, the big companies that everyone knows of, but should be starting to turn away from and look for a better option, just like we had to do with our food. Exactly. All exactly. of our food that was Start thinking used of- to be the norm for us, we had to open our eyes and look a little deeper and start buying new things and going to farmer's markets when we could and just expand our awareness of the different options. And I think that's why this conversation with you is so eye-opening because you're going to shed light on different options, different companies, different opportunities where you can create those small changes down the road. Yeah, and that's like that's the power that you celebrate is that um, there are so many more options now and there are companies doing the right thing. So with the microfiber um, issue, just to paint the picture – all once the scientists started to understand that we were kind of starting to choke the bottom of the ocean with these microfibers he set up meetings with every top apparel company you can think of he met with nike he met with uh patagonia he met with anyone and everyone who's making synthetic fiber clothes and said we have a problem yes stood in front of them and said we we have an issue and I think it's, you know, going to do great damage to the ocean, potentially to the planet. Would you guys at least start to fund research so we can ask important questions? Like, I don't know, can we coat the clothes differently? Can we create the fibers differently to make them stronger? What can we do to help kind of stem the tide of this plastic yeah. that we can't even see and we can't pull back from the ocean? And he was standing there in that meeting and they all looked at him and waved their hand and said, your results are too preliminary and we don't know that this is our problem. So until you can tell us that it's truly our problem you'll just have to come back but they could be such a big part of the solution they could they could be proactively saying let's fix this and let's find a way new way to produce these fibers and i i need consumers to know that these big multi-billion dollar companies are rejecting being a part of the solution and they're instead selling you right now on your emotions and on your goodwill recycled plastic water bottle clothes or shoes adidas famous for their shoes Mm -hmm. i have something to tell you the tennis shoes Fibers break off of the tennis shoes when you're walking around, right. just like they break off clothes. Well, shoes don't typically last more than six months because they wear down so quickly. they know about it. But they're trying to get you to give them your hard-earned money for something that plays on your emotions, but is technically destroying the world at a higher level than the plastic water bottles that they yeah. could have. You can make furniture out of recycled plastic water bottles. You can make things that require no washing, that don't go out in the environment. And so there's a use, there's a way to deal with this plastic waste issue that doesn't involve these clothing companies, but they've invested billions into the production cycle and they want your money. So let's start with change number one. Are you ready? Simply, (laughs) anyone who is out there is listening. The next time you're like, you see, I I just saw Everlane. They are a company that's known for being ethical, and I love them. I love a lot of their principles. They're trying to go plastic-free or zero waste with their packaging, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, put your attention there. They just announced a whole outerwear line that is all recycled plastic water bottles. And here's the funny thing. They said they're 
it's a kind of like a symbol for their goal to go 100% recycled content by sometime in the near future, which means they're admitting that their recycled plastic water bottle clothing isn't even 100% recycled. It includes new virgin polyester fibers and things like that. So you're not even getting 100% of a recycled solution that you think yeah. you're buying. It's just another chemical cocktail. It is another chemical yeah. cocktail, but they're getting to charge a lot and make you buy it because you think you're helping the environment when every time you wash their stuff, you're swiping but then also when you're wearing it I've always been skeptical and I know nothing to the extent that Heather does but the first time I saw plastic water bottle clothing be advertised my my intuition said wait like I don't use plastic water bottles (laughs) like I have reusable stainless Uh steel and glass water bottles because I don't want any breakdown of the plastic getting exposed into the water I'm drinking why would I want to cover my body from head to toe in plastic. It's the same conversation we had with the polyester. The polyester is a different form of a chemical concoction created to make the clothes on your body. Plastic water bottles that have been broken down so small to the point where they are, can now be formed into soft clothing, your skin is still absorbing what you're wearing. Yeah, that's the biggest issue. They're, is. they're approaching one solution but causing a much bigger problem and it goes with everything else. Like when you buy something that's BPA-free, what what is that BPA-free water bottle now lined with? It's an unknown. Exactly. And I think we're starting to get into unknown territory by creating recycled plastic yeah. clothing. So step number one as a consumer is to understand that, yes, the research is always growing and this is a new era for us, but there is enough information out there to know that the simplest change you can make is not to buy it yeah. and not to support don't support that it. industry Vote with your dollar yeah in every purchase you make it shows the companies whether yeah. you support it it creates demand or it shows them that there's no interest for the product and it'll right. slowly fizzle out even if, if you really want to be that crazy person the more emails they get hey this is so great i love what you're doing but can you tell me about how you're managing microfibers just to see what they say <laughs> i would love that um so that's step one don't buy it if you can like, you know, we're big with She Changes Everything that, you know, let's say you get stranded in an airport in Alaska and you didn't have a coat because you were diverted and you have to right, buy the, right. the fleece to stay warm, <laughs> please buy it. Yeah. Like, I can think of a million situations of where course. it's still going to happen and that's that's totally fine. No judgment here. But if, if you can flip the label and make a different choice, that would be yeah. amazing. And there's companies out there that are starting to really focus in on orga- organic cotton as a, as a solution. Yeah. That's definitely a step in the right direction yes we're using organic materials less chemicals in in the cotton processing and if that's available the the more that becomes available and the more we purchase it the cheaper it will become just like organic food used to be hard to find five years ago organic food was a difficult process and now you can find organic food anywhere yeah or most places you're definitely seeing that shift with clothes where because when i was first allergic to polyester I would say that it was difficult to, more difficult to find clothes that I loved and I thought were stylish and on trend that were made of natural fibers. And I really think that's not the case anymore. It it is very easy to find beautiful, empowering clothes that are made of natural fibers. And there are a ton of companies that care about doing things right. And Prana is one of them. They Mm -hmm. committed to being 100% organic cotton with their whole entire line, which is quite an undertaking. And there's more just like them. So step number two is to start flipping the labels and say, is 
is this a synthetic fiber and do I want this in my life or can I find a natural fiber alternative where I am not supporting plastic and synthetic material production that's going to break off in my washing machine. Instead, I'm getting natural fibers that is going to be great on my skin. It's going to take a load off my body. Mm -hmm. It's going to lower the endocrine disruptors that Jennifer will talk about, which is even more motivating (laughs) as to why to pay attention to flipping the labels on your clothes. And so then you can make that choice. So step one, don't buy it if you can. Step two, always just start getting yourself in the habit of flipping the labels and seeing if it's a choice you want to make, if it's really something you want to bring into your home. And then also it begs the question of what do I do with what I own now? Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Because right now, truly, it's moving forward. Just be more aware with the purchases you make. Yes. But with all the clothes in your closet, you're currently thinking, how many microfibers am I releasing every time I do a load of laundry? Is there something I can do about it yeah and create a impactful change such a great question and the answer is yes so first the number one thing that you can do if you can't change anything um, about how you wash your clothes is that you just try to wash them less so really get into a habit of spot washing if okay. you can and not doing just that whole full-on yeah. water cycle. That in and of itself will make a difference. Maybe be more mindful and rewear things if you can and don't yeah. always throw Or just like wash the out the armpits and leave the rest. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Like there's a lot of ways to just keep – and it's – technically speaking, it makes your clothes last longer because washing is one of the biggest ways to wear them down and well, to yeah, wear the fibers the out. It's breaking the fibers breaking down. down. Yeah. So when you hand wash your stuff or decide it doesn't need to be washed, it is a good step in the longevity of your clothes and limiting your microfiber creation okay so Um, how do we do that how do we how do we decrease microfibers you mentioned so then from there yes there's a couple tools so there's one called the Cora ball which I'll mention because it does take it's just a ball that you throw in your washing machine and it reduces 25 percent of the microfibers created by your clothes something it's a something I don't love it because I'm a like an idealist for I'm like let's get all the microfibers (laughs) (laughs) so but still it's something that's out there and if you own one I love it and I love that you use it then from there you graduate to getting something called a guppy bag yeah you mentioned that at the beginning yes and I was I I was giving Patagonia a hard time because they're they make so much fleece and so much recycled clothing things and as of right now they refuse to pull those lines or change them but they're the only company that is offering the guppy bag so I'm going to give them a big gold star for that they make it very easy to purchase stateside because it's something that was created overseas it's um, an international product and it's basically like imagine a, a mesh bag that you it's very large that you would zip your yoga clothes or your synthetic fiber clothes into okay and it's it's enclosed and it lets the water pass through lets the soap pass through washes your clothes like normal except for all the microfibers are trapped inside the bag when the water is released from the washing machine so you put your clothes in the bag wash them like you typically would yes and then do you then dry them with the guppy bag as well or no because at that point you again think about that visual of most dryers catch the microfibers with theirs so at that point if you air dry or if you dry in a dryer you would do it as per the instructions of the clothes this is just preventing the microfibers from going down into the water system okay and so i really really like yeah and it's it's statistically it catches a significant portion of the microfibers and it's an easy thing to get and purchase once and most synthetic clothes like lululemon 
um, all your yoga brands. If you can afford to buy a new yoga outfit, toss the guppy bag in there. Yeah, I I would challenge people to How grab that. How expensive is something like it's twenty nine dollars? Okay, and it's, that's they say that it is wholesale. So supposedly with that cost, it is them just getting the product to you. So there's no markup on that. Okay. And it's and, just a one-time product. You don't have to buy it like every six months. Like you have to change out water filters. Like, Yeah, good question. <laughs> That's a great question. And yeah, it lasts indefinitely. Okay. Like the only thing that would prevent you from it's stopping using it is if something. it, yeah, if there's some kind of hole or tear or okay. something like that, that would then release the That's microfibers. That's really cool. I'll try to find a link to that to make it easier for the listeners so that they can look into it, purchase it, and we can start creating small changes just with that one simple Yeah, it's solution. just a simple purchase. I that is going to help with the microfibers. And then step three, this is something I'm going to try and do, is that you can actually install a, it's a wall-mounted washing machine filter oh. that catches all the microfibers of all your clothes. And, you know, you have to invest in the idea of having a plumber come and install it. But if you own your house or if that's something that's accessible to you, that's an instant fix for all of that's your micro- really microfibers. It's like a whole home water filter, but the opposite kind of, way. Yeah, but for your, your washing machine. Things from going out yeah. and back into the environment. So I'm going to test that and uh, see how that goes. And that's a great option for people. So again, to recap, step number one would be to wash less and to hand wash when possible. And then step number two, you could get a Cora ball, you could get a guppy bag, or you could do a washing machine filter. And as people are having, like starting to ask questions and look at this, I wanna make one thing very clear. The clothing companies, again, Nike and all these people, and I'm picking on Nike by saying it over and over again. They (laughs) are, but here's the, with great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely, I say that every time to people. Mm. When they say that's an easy target, I'm like, they deserve that target because they can make change so fast. They could. They have the money to do it. They could flip a switch overnight. They could, Yeah. and so there is that pressure to do that. But um, so with those companies, they're gonna try to make it, your problem to you know do all these new washing techniques they're also going to try to make it the washing machine company's problem that the washing machine should build a filter two things on that one there's i don't know i saw 68 million washing machines i don't know if that's true or it's more it's millions upon millions upon millions of washing machines the idea of retrofitting washing machines at all the different brands is next to impossible right when in fact you could just change the fabric of the clothes future moving forward because washing machines are things that we purchase once and have for a very long time whereas clothes we're purchasing like a lot average life cycles three years and that's if you're doing really good so it is not a washing machine problem it's a good next step and i do think that washing machine manufacturers are trying to step up to the challenge and deal with this but it's not their problem it's the clothing manufacturer's problem we even you as a consumer right now as you're sitting in your car you may start to feel like this is kind of heavier weight how do i start to try to deal with this i want you to take a step back right now and take the world's biggest deep breath and understand that this is not your problem you didn't create it right you are not responsible solely for fixing it the bigger question is can you make choices in your season of life where you are can you start flipping the labels and then voting with your dollars to say no and you know maybe write an email and ask them how they're (laughs) handling microfibers but if you email them copy she would love to read it (laughs) yes i would (laughs) keep it in perspective that there are ceos of these multi-billion dollar companies that are making these decisions and it's not your weight to carry alone it is merely all of us, you know, I say as women, because we're so passionate about our power together as women, we can make changes by raising our voices and being aware and 
buying differently and not buying the recycled plastic water bottles. But at the same time, also we can cheer each other on that we're doing the best we can every day. It doesn't mean that this is the choice you have to make today, but there's, there's a lot of room for Grace and growth, because this could be something you take action on a year from now, and that's still a win, because right. that's when you were ready ex- to do it. Expanding the conversation with your friends Tell and your family. friends, yeah, yeah, they love that. Yeah. They love that. And then just to circle back to why I became so passionate about this in the first place, the biggest reason you would move this up your radar is if you are dealing with a chronic illness or you are fatigued or you are having skin rashes like my body wouldn't let me ignore this because I got such incredible rashes from wearing polyester they would keep me from sleeping at night and if you have these these symptoms where you're like I think my skin and my body is trying to tell me that there's a weight it would love for me to take off that's when you have to listen to Jennifer in the next issue (laughs) because this is part of your power to pay attention to these endocrine disruptors to pay attention to what it feels like when you wear plastic and to use it as something that you can take that power to help your wellness and to push yourself forward on the journey. I mean, I think that's such an important realization because a lot of the listeners that have been with us since the beginning, Laura and I with the first 11 episodes talked about why food is so important and what that's doing to our health. And I talked about how I was covered in a rash in episode six with my autoimmune conditions developing. I had no idea what was causing the issues. I had to do a very strict elimination diet with my food, then determining that gluten was the source of a lot of my misery, took gluten out of my diet for the first time in my entire life, and I felt better than I ever knew I could. Mm -hmm. If we start to do that with some of the things we're purchasing when it comes to our clothes as well, if you've done a lot of changes in your life and diet already with the foods that you're eating and you feel like there's still something off and still Mm -hmm. something bothering you, this is why this conversation is important because there's so much more than just the food that you're eating. Our, Our life is surrounded by exposures on a daily, on a minute by minute, second by second basis. We're constantly coming into contact with different chemicals and different things that are affecting our hormones and affecting our health and levels that we have even yet to understand. These are actionable steps we can do something about. So thank yeah. you. Thank you have you to see it as power, right? Like yeah. Just see it as like when you have the knowledge, you have the power to say, is this my big change? Is this my change that matters yeah. for me? And it might not be important and to it some. Might. You pass it on to a friend yeah. if she's complaining about like a skin rash <laughs> you she can't know. get rid of. It yes. can change your life. <laughs> and just having the knowledge is power in its own right. So yeah. thank you for being here. For sure. We will definitely dive into more topics. Heather is so passionate about things like this and we are going to change the world one conversation at a time (laughs) we'll get there eventually um with next week's episode jennifer her sister part two of the she changes everything duo we're going to dive into more of how this is actually affecting your health heather dove into what you can do about it the choices you can make and how you can start making actionable changes heather or then jen is going to talk about the health issues that are developing because of our exposures to the plastics and the clothes that we're wearing so stay tuned so much more to come and if you haven't yet please leave us a rating and review on itunes it's really helping us grow and every week a new episode releases i love reading them and you can always reach out to all of us on instagram you can reach me at critical conversations and you can reach heather at she changes everything we'll see you next week